1: Welcome to music in my life with me Laura Wright. Today's episode is with someone I greatly admire, a fellow musician and a singer and someone who came into the music industry at a very young age and signed her first record deal at the age of 15, in fact the same age as I was. Joss Stone has sold over 15 million records worldwide, and she's one of the best-selling British artists of her time. She's earned two Brit Awards, one Grammy Award, and was shortlisted for the iconic Mercury Prize for her debut album, The Soul Sessions. She's travelled the world with her music and performed in some incredible venues and I think we'd be here all day and night if I listed every one of them. But what I would say is that I'm talking to someone who for me finds the emotion in every single word she sings. In fact, every single syllable. It's beautiful to watch and it's beautiful to listen to. And Joss, I'm so, so excited and privileged (laughs) to be talking to you today. How are you doing?
2: I'm very well. Thank you, honey. That's really, really sweet. You told me some things there I didn't even know myself. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I've been stalking you. (laughs) Oh, that's so lovely. Thank you, lovely. That's nice.
1: Um, tell me, how are you? How's this year been? I know that's such a big question, but oh, yeah. you know, I started this podcast through lockdown, even though that wasn't the plan. And I feel like it's important to talk to my guests about how they're doing and, and how this year has been. So, how has it been for you these past months? Do you know what? There's been there's been
2: some really ugh, annoying bits, obviously, because we've, you know. everything's been turned on its head so for musicians it's going to be a little bit of a bugger of a year you know because obviously our job is to bring people together in mass crowds (laughs) so it's not really great for us on on the work front but um on the personal front it's actually been really beautiful it's been amazing Oh, like yeah i i've had the most time with my boyfriend ever because he couldn't go back to work because of covid so he couldn't fly back to where he was going. So that was amazing. And I spent probably, God, I spent a few months with my mom in Florida. She, she was there kind of by accident. She just got stuck there with, because the lockdown, you know, you kind of think, God, we've got to just stay where we are. Um, so she called me and I, w- I was in New Jersey and she was like, Jossie, they're going to lock everything down you have to come to me now. And I was like, Oh God, Mum, it's going to be fine. She's like, no. So I ended up, um, myself and my boyfriend, we drove down to Florida and spent amazing amount of time with my mum, which I haven't done for a really long time. So I don't think that would have been able to happen. Well, it definitely wouldn't have because I had jobs and so did he, and you know, those jobs disappeared. So it allowed us to kind of be with our family and you know, there's a way to look at life, isn't there? You can look at it half full or half empty. It's kind of up to you. I agree. So. And,
1: and I think you're right. I think actually there's so many... Uh situations that wouldn't have happened just like you've just explained yeah. spending that extra bit of time with your family that actually probably would have never happened like I've got three older brothers, and yeah. we all have been you know at times through lockdown when we've been allowed to spend time together and I thought this this wouldn't have happened had it yeah. not been for a crappy situation like you say, mm-hmm. and you talk about happiness, I wanted to mention anyway you started your own podcast, so yeah. I know you're not the host today, which must feel a bit weird as well, <laughs> no, but it's how nice. how are you finding that? <laughs>
2: Oh, do you know what? I love it. I do. I love it so much. But when you're on the side that you're on right now, Laura, you have to kind of, you're thinking, your brain is kind of overthinking when you're talking to someone because you're going, right, oh my God, I must think of the next question. It's like you're reading my mind. <laughs> yes, I know how you're feeling right now. It's like <laughs> I have to prepare and I'm I'm trying to ask questions that are not going to make me look really stupid. And a lot of the time I'm talking to You know, people that have studied the psychology of happiness. So they use words that I haven't come across before. And it's all about like chemicals in your brain and neurological pathways and these type of conversations. So
1: I'm like, okay. I just, I just nod and smile, <laughs> yeah. nod and
2: smile, which you can't see over a podcast. It's right. very frustrating. Exactly. So this is lovely for me. I'm just chilling. <laughs> so thank yeah, Laura. You, ch- <laughs> you chill.
1: Yeah. And I'll ask <laughs>
2: all the questions. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and you've Fresh been, done. you've
1: been doing, yeah, you've been doing a bit of cooking as well, haven't you? Over lockdown. Oh, I'm terrible God. at cooking. So I've got some, I've seriously, I've got some tips from your cooking.
2: <laughs> Laura, you have to watch the show. It's, it's very funny. It's very silly. So I I kind of thought look this is my job. My job is to what? To make people feel good. That's the job. I know it's singing that's the way that's the medium that we've chosen. We've chosen music but really you've got to look at why do you make music? It's because we want people to feel good. We want people to feel emotion or feel happy or feel moved or feel comforted like all these lovely things and then my job got taken away my medium got taken away i was like oh well how am i going to make people feel good now i can't do any singing so i thought well i'll just um do something else that might be entertaining so i'm not a great chef at all but it is quite fun when we're doing our cooking show i don't know i kind of know how to cook but i think i mess it up as much as everybody else does at home and most people that watch they say they never cook a thing with me they just laugh (laughs) (laughs) it's hilarious and they just kind of like a little bit of light relief of everything's so serious at the moment every single thing you turn on the news and it's like oh well I guess it's always been like that but anything that that we're talking about is like laced with this worry and stress and sometimes I think we just need to fuck about in the kitchen yeah I know
1: I completely and I think you're right I think you know we sometimes we feel the news that yeah as you say has always been negative but Mm. there's definitely this kind of uh, concentrated period of time and I think also it's that we all feel like there's no end point and that's really hard to get your head around sometimes and that's why I think people get a lot of anxiety Mm. and frustration because it feels like you know, no one knows what's going to happen but then also what I find comfort from or am beginning to find comfort from is that everyone I speak to has had a different situation that they're in and has had highs and lows but we're, yeah. all, in, we're all in it together and I know exactly. that sounds cheesy I know it does but <laughs> but it, it's true that, it's truth at the moment and that's really yeah. lovely like I you know my husband's been working from home and I had a baby oh. and he's got to spend all this time with her which he wouldn't oh. have been able to do when did and, you have your baby um Christmas time yeah so nine
2: months how lovely
1: congratulations so much yeah it's been a whirlwind but it's been really lovely and and he's got all that time that he's spent with her that's been really special making memories and I think like you say you know that's why I'm so passionate about talking about the emotions that music can bring about and you know you're someone who that has been your life and that's how you've communicated with people around you through your music Mm -hmm. um so I mean, and as, as people know already who listen to this podcast, I ask each of my guests eight questions and you've chosen four of those questions with your favorite pieces of music. So let's, let's jump into this first one. This is a song that screams family. Um, now this Uh. is like, I mean, there are so many (laughs) versions of this song, but tell me why this song and
2: what it means to you personally. So really this one is, this is my dad. I mean, and it's my whole family, but, um, I suppose my mum would know every word of this song because she was spent so much time with my dad. It's really about this man. So um, it's You'll Never Walk Alone, um, which is the Liverpool FC song. So that's why it's our song. It's because he supports Liverpool FC, like, big, big, big time. Um, and so do I. I love, I love a little bit of football, and really it's all about Liverpool for me. So um, I remember my dad came in, to my class when I was like 10 and he pulled me out of the class right in the middle of it to take me to watch a Liverpool football match. No way. (laughs) Oh yeah I was so proud. Your dad's so cool. (laughs) Yeah he is he's so cool he can be very funny but he's he's quite brazen you know so I'm sure he wasn't allowed to do that but he kind of pushed past the teachers and was like nope we won't make it up there she's coming with me so he stopped (laughs) the classroom and was like just come on and of course I said, okay, I'll follow my dad. It's fine. So I have this lovely memory of, of that. So that's kind of important. But really that song has, it's been with us through a lot of kind of ups and downs. This is why it's such a great song because you can sing it when you're winning and when you're losing. And that's the most important thing about your attitude to life, I think. You know, to know, like you said, just two seconds ago, we are in this together and we're in this together on a good day and a bad day. So it's kind of it's encouraging. The lyrics are very encouraging um, and the melody is beautiful. Um, and is there the,
1: is there a specific version for you? Is it, you know, the kind of Jerry and the Peacemakers or are there other versions? Because I mean, obviously, when I look at, you know, the songs that you've chosen to talk about mm. today, there are there are so many versions of this song and yeah, uh, yeah. covers of it, instrumental, whatever it may be. And is there a one version or is it just the fact that it's you and your dad sort of shouting it from the sands?
2: Yeah, I think it's that. I mean, Jerry and the Peacemakers is a great one, um, but I don't really put that on to to jam out to it it, it normally just happens a cappella in well anywhere my dad will stand up in the pub and just randomly start singing this song and then and, uh, I bet you everyone randomly joins in. join in yeah yes. well even if it's just me and dad <laughs> <laughs> party you for two what? over here <laughs> really mad story and it doesn't work right now because um good old Bill Clinton We've changed our view on Bill Clinton recently, I feel, because of the old, the plane that he liked to frequent. But um, we don't know the story there. So um, my dad came to a gig that I played for Bill. It was a charity that he had put together. This was after he was president. And um, it was somewhere in London. I wish I could remember the name of the venue, but it was like underneath, it was like a basement secret kind of, I don't know, club where people go to. I don't know, feel elitist probably. Um, so that was like the after party for this gig. And my dad wanted to talk to Bill, of course. Of course. And I, of course he does, right? So he's like, he's like, Joss, we've got to go talk to Bill. I'm like, Dad, I don't know. I feel embarrassed. I can't just go over there and be like, Bill, can you talk to my dad, please, for a second? <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, throughout the night, we ended up kind of mingling and um and Bill started chatting with me about uh music because he plays saxophone and then my dad came over and just put his hand on Bill's shoulder and his hand on my shoulder and just stood in between us <laughs> so <laughs> casual yeah it was so casual it was so funny he just took control as if like he'd been there the whole time and then um Bill was chatting away about music, his favorite songs and this and that. And he mentioned Nina Simone. And I think that she did a version of You'll Never Walk Alone. And my dad then was like, oh, this is my moment. And he came in and he goes, yes, she did You'll Never Walk Alone. And he looked at Bill dead in the face and he went, when you walk. <laughs> and then Bill goes, through a storm. Yes. And oh it all God, God, started. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere... Kevin Spacey just turned up on the right-hand side. (laughs) This is the best story I think I've ever heard. (laughs) Honestly, my dad tells it much better than me, but it was just so brilliant. It was like the best moment for him. So yeah, (laughs) that's one of my favourite songs and I've got lots of reasons why yeah
1: no oh my goodness that is honestly one of the best stories ever I was gonna say that <laughs> one of the versions was an Aretha Franklin version as well and oh yeah Amazing. I want to so we're gonna have a little listen to some of this song and I think we've got sort of two versions oh, nice. so the, the version that everyone knows the Jerry and the Peacemakers but then also the other version which is the Aretha Franklin um and I think yeah. it's really Ooh. yeah well I just I think it's cool yes. to hear as well you know you're someone who I think you know interprets music in a really unique way so mm. let's have a listen to these very different versions can sing it <laughs>
2: I love it because the thing is if you start too high it's a problem won't be for you actually
1: oh no I've been there Joss don't <laughs> worry I've been there
2: yeah if you start I mean you really have to start low on that one and then you can just kick it when it goes to the top
1: I know but, but I you'll have to tell your dad I sang it at a uh, Liverpool Football Club awards ceremony <gasps> oh as, I'm like, so the jealous play- yeah as the no players way. walked in And I had to choose um, a backing track and other musicians and singers like yourself will understand that if you haven't recorded a a specific song, you wouldn't have a backing track of it. And if there isn't a live band, then you kind of have to find your own and sort it out. And I basically had one key as an option and it was very, very high. And at that point at the end, I just was like, close your eyes. Yep. Just do it. Tense everything (laughs) in your body. (laughs) Just sing as (laughs) dig as you can. Yep. (laughs) And that's what I had to do. But yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Such a good piece of music, though, so so good. In fact, I think we have got a little bit of the other Aretha Franklin version. Let's have a little listen to that as well. Nice. What you gotta do? Woo!
2: Yes, Aretha. Oh. That sounds mighty mighty good to me right now. Oh. <laughs> yes, Aretha. <laughs> Good. Mm. Right on, right on. Where's the melody go yeah. <laughs> I love. She's just like, yeah, just go ahead and walk on. It's like whatever the melody yeah. is just is, irrelevant. But this is this is something <laughs> oh, that I love. That
1: this is something I'd love to ask you because I feel like when you perform, do you do you with the music you sing? Do you have a, a melody in your mind, or does it just is it? different every single time you sing you know the same song Mm, I
2: think it morphs over time definitely I do try and stick to a melody but often when I if you get into something and you're really like I don't know moved then you kind of get moved into different melodies you kind of go oh well I kind of want to say it like this today you know and my band they're great because they feel with me they go with move with me Yeah, yeah I'm lucky like that I mean my drummer really he's he's kind of the key to that um because he he knows every move I make so even if I was to turn to him and look at him in the middle of singing something he would either bring it up or not and that will influence how um the bass player is playing and how the keys go so it can go off into a tangent if you want it to but it doesn't have to yeah, so, so I think yeah. also
1: that's really interesting because my my backgrounds I studied opera and classical music and actually that's nice. something that I used to get a little bit i suppose frustrated with because I felt mm. sort of quite defined by the notes on the page and, right. and that's in classical music that's how you would i suppose also define someone's capability and breath control and mm. you know the power in their voice and and the melody but I think actually sometimes I'd long to be able to just do what I wanted to if the emotion took you there. and that's I what think music that's, is for yeah exactly but I think there's that real kind of contrast between genres sometimes that becomes apparent um, mm. in, in different you know different pieces of music but we should mention as well so historically and I'm sure lots of people listening will know this but of course we know as you've mentioned you know that You'll Never Walk Alone is, is Liverpool FC's club song but it's originally from Rodgers and Hammerstein's musical Carousel which was yep. written way back in 1945 and it's in act two where there's like a failed robbery and Billy Bigelow. Who's the lead? He dies as a result, and his mm. wife Julie is comforted by her cousin, who's called Nettie. I love that name, um, oh, and nice. she sings this song to say, you know, it's going to be okay.
2: Oh, and I didn't
1: know that. Yeah, it was so in a
2: play, but I didn't know the details. That's lovely.
1: Yeah, and it's actually not one of the main sort of lead characters that then sings actually the whole song. And obviously, we know it as something that we would say. It's for me it's become about a large group of people just like you say you and your dad singing mm. it together and it becoming really powerful and I think over the past few months as well people have taken a lot of solace from listening to, to songs like this so I yeah, think it's, absolutely yeah it's great to have a listen to it today um mm. have you sung it yourself I have I sang it well I mean I've sang it with my dad
2: but um but like as a performance I... kind of on stage no not like that <laughs> Actually, I think you that's need to. True. Did I I don't know. Maybe a few years ago I did. Like, I think um, it should go on the side. There was like list. an a cappella moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um god. I'm trying to wrap my brains now. But the last time I sang it was um was at my nan's funeral. Oh. Yeah, amazing. so that was the time I actually like proper sang it, but it was with it was with the family, you know, you start it and then it was with the family. And oh, she, was wow, from, I, she was from she was from Liverpool, so, so oh, yeah.
1: Really? Yeah. It was nice. It was lovely something about livable people are just so kind like I know yeah lovely amazing. lovely
2: humans they make yeah. me laugh Something about yeah. like the Scousers. They just it, crack me up.
1: That's where you get your sense of humor from. Probably. <laughs> a little bit dark. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, okay, so this yeah. next song is another. I'm sensing this kind of strong, female, powerful vocals as well, which is no yeah. surprise um, looking at the kind of music and that you love and that you perform. But this is, you've chosen a song for a breakup, and it's I Will Survive. Um, yeah. Tell me, Tell me about this. Tell me why you love this song and why it's important to you.
2: Do you know what? First of all, I think it's, it's funny. Something about it makes me laugh because it because of the drama mm-hmm. in it. It's just so, it's just funny. Like every time you see it in movies or I don't know, it just seems very dramatic and super over the top. And just, I imagine putting on a massive wig and massive eyelashes and covering myself in glitter and just being like, ha ha, I don't need you. You can go. And then the guy comes back and he's all like in the song. He's all, you know, she says, oh, now you're back. You know, I just walked in to see your that sad look upon your face. Like, ugh, go away. You know, it's very, I don't know. It's, she's definitely in her power. And anybody that sings the song feels like they're in their power. And it kind of, I don't know, it just kind of gives you confidence. And I think when you are having a breakup... Your confidence gets knocked, and your ability to laugh dwindles because you're sad. You know you're grieving something, um, but really hold your own, come together, and just be like, Tuh, "I don't need him." Whatever. It's very different. I mean, it's still a, a type of grieving, but it's different to when somebody has passed away. That's a type of grieving where you can't really be like that. But when somebody leaves, it it is grief it really does feel like someone's died sometimes. But if you can make it like, I don't need you, I didn't want you anyway, you can bugger off. And if you can laugh at it, that's a great feeling. That's a great kind of (sighs) a breath.
1: Definitely. And it's empowering, isn't it? You know, mm. it's looking inward, I suppose, rather than outward. And I think um, I always feel like looking at previous breakups of my own I feel like there's these as you say these different sort of stages of grief Mm. which I'm sure you've talked about with your podcast as well Mm -hmm. um and you kind of when you come out the other side I feel like this kind of song represents that do you know what no I've got this like I'm I'm gonna be okay and and I think just you put it so well like the the drama of the song even from the start with that big sort of arpeggio <laughs> on the piano yes and it's excellent so good but in fact let's have a listen to it I'm probably going to dance around my room right now this is exactly, I will survive yes here we go <laughs> go, on now, go. Woo!
2: <laughs> go on disco go on now, show, show the I crumble. They and die on Woo. I will survive. Mm. And as long as I know how to love. Yes. Mm. I got all my, life to and got got all my, my love in. to give. will Yes, you will, Gloria. Yes. <laughs> We don't need anyone. No, we don't. We're fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. All her life to give and all her love to give or whatever it was. Brilliant. So good. So good. Very empowering. I love it. In fact, I. I
1: I was looking at this into into the sort of history of this song. It was released in 1978. It just shows the good songs; they just never get old. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and this was originally released as a B side. So obviously, you've got your A side, which they, oh, you know, really? yeah, yeah, exactly. So huh. if you were releasing a song, you'd be like, "This is the A side. This is the track that we love. It's going to do really well." And then the B side is like, oh, "It's a little bit of different, you know, different song here. Might not do yeah. as well." And actually, DJs just loved it. They started playing it all over the place, and and then it was a big hit
2: good old disco it's fun oh,
1: can't be a bit of fun. disco yeah excellent <laughs> so good um does that remind you of a specific time in your life or is it just always been there every breakup you're like right yeah
2: I've got this I need to listen to a bit of Gloria <gasps> I guess it's always been there you know there's the what's the other breakup one that makes me laugh is um the one that's in Bridget Jones's diary that one and that oh, was the by depressing myself one. yes <laughs> that one is also uh, for some reason it makes me laugh because of the drama it's just so so dramatic so I think those two I think we just I guess we've just danced to them a lot when we're um when we were young I suppose people play them a lot they're just around aren't they so I agree it's it's very cool like if one of my girlfriends have had has had a breakup or whatever if I just kind of go darling here's a glass of wine and then I I'll just Walk in, I'll play a song and I'll, I'll play Gloria Gaynor. I will survive. Whack it up loud and I guarantee you they will laugh. It's just going to happen. And then we'll sing along and we'll hug and cry and we'll begin to heal. So good. I think we
1: yeah. should all listen back to that when we need to. <laughs> yeah. We'll hug and cry and we'll begin to heal. I feel like yeah. we'll be that in 2021 when all of this is over, hopefully. We have to.
2: <laughs> yeah. We have to choose to do that. It's important.
1: Well, in fact, this is the, your next choice is something that always cheers you up. This song always cheers you up. I didn't oh, yeah. know. I didn't know this song by Kirk Franklin. Tell, tell me about it because this was new to me. And I, I mean, I have obviously I've listened to it yeah. a few times before today. But tell me about it for you. Like, when did you find this song and, and what does it mean to you? OK, so,
2: OK, there is an album called Hero um which i found this song in it's actually like the first song i think there's like a little intro before it but this is the first one and it's gospel the chap kirk he he kind of talks through it a little bit he does like a hype man type of chat right i suppose you could say it's like it's kind of in a like a hip hop rap style but it's not um it's like new age gospel i suppose the way that gospel is today Um, Kirk Franklin's like the dawn of that. I mean, they have massive choirs and amazing harmonies, which I immensely enjoy. I mean, as a singer, we love that shit. So um, that's just great. But it just happened to be in my life when something really bad happened. I was – well, to me it was bad. Um, I was like 18 and there was a guy – this is not romance – the guy was my best mate. He was he'd been my best mate since I was like eleven, since I first went to uh high school. Um and he had been I, I found out that he had been secretly selling pictures and stories and telling the press where I was no. to the, uh, yeah, to the sun and the mail and whatever it was. I think it was the sun, the lovely sun. So um, so the the way they found out well, my mum found out um was my brother was living with him and he saw that a check had come through the mail. And he thought, hang on a minute. That's not right. And yeah. he he found out anyway. So it was And really, he was living
1: he was living with your brother. So he was, you know, you were really close yeah. to him. Like, oh, yeah.
2: Family friend kind of this thing. This guy was years. literally part of our family, pretty much. I mean, yeah. That's so sad. Like, so it was kind of sad, yeah. And it was like, oh, I felt kind of um have you ever seen the movie Sleeping with the Enemy? I haven't. You're going have oh to have to tell God. me. Oh, my God. I'm not going to lie here and be like, yeah, yeah, I have to. No, no, no. <laughs> it's creepy, right? It's like a horror okay. movie. And at the end, she realizes that her husband is the murderer. And she's like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. It's horrible when, you, when you're when you kind of around somebody for such an extended period of time. You think you and, know them really oh, well. And, yeah, And they're actually like secretly... Being crazy. So we would go home, I come home from tour, right? And I had my little noddy car. And we would just, I don't know, pop off to the shops. And then the press would be sat outside my house. And I live in the middle of nowhere. I'd be like, God, Michael, how the hell do they know I'm here? He's like, I have no idea. How weird is that? But it was um, him, he was texting them saying, hey, we're here, follow us, go down this road. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my God, that's I really know. sad that he felt you had to do that. And and also like you say <sighs> for people, you, man.
1: yeah, but for you as well, it's that, you know, for anyone in terms of friendships, relationships, whatever, that trust, when that trust oh, is yeah. kind of broken, it's really tough to get past that.
2: It was a difficult one that, that was a, that was like, uh, okay. I mean, I don't like to go on a moan about it, but... I will tell you now that that is when this song became my cheer up song. Okay. Because I locked myself in my hotel room. My mum called me to tell me that this had been happening. And he was on the road with me because I had hired him to film stuff because he lost his job at home. So I was like, don't worry, i got a job for you. Yeah, come with come me. On, like... <laughs> yeah, come with me. So she calls me up and she goes, "Josie, I'm really sorry. So what I did was I locked myself in the hotel room For like 24 hours, and I didn't answer the phone. I didn't leave. I felt totally like I was in a horror movie. And then my mum came over and she sorted everything out and she got me out of the room. But whilst I was in there, I was like, okay, how do you make this good? How do you find a silver lining? What are you going to do? And I remember I got out of the shower, I brushed my teeth, and I put this song on full blast. And I just, danced around to it and I thought it's okay and it is a gospel song I'm not particularly religious but it's so uplifting I just love it it's like don't worry be encouraged you know he actually says be encouraged boo you know it's okay I've been down for so long I've been hurt for so long there were times I thought I'd never see the break of day and then all of a sudden it's all good you know so it has this wonderful lightness to it and it's got I mean the music is wicked so you can dance and it's cool and you just have to decide that was one of the moments where I had to decide to pull myself out of a little funk that I got in you know so good though to be that sort of have that optimism as well I think
1: people would really admire that to be able to come out of a situation like that and feel good and you know try. find uh, yeah find the silver lining just like you say and let's um let's have a little listen to this this is looking for you by Kirk Franklin nice
2: It goes I love how he encourages you for out it's like having a coach he's like here we go come on everyone have a lovely time it's gonna be think, great yeah he's a hype man
1: I was gonna say I think we all need to wake up with Kirk Franklin going here we go now come on yeah. now here we go when we get You're out of right. bed in the morning
2: do you know what I was playing it like just before this podcast my sister come around to do some yoga with me which doesn't happen often, by the way. But I was going to say, this, that sounds nosy. This is rare. <laughs> well, I mean, we, had to, we chuckled the whole way through it because neither of us know what we're doing. But she comes in and we didn't say hello because I was playing the song. We didn't say hello at all. Oh, no, no, no. She broke into like this mad dance. <laughs> and then we kind of, it was as if we we're in a music video or something. We just danced around the kitchen till the song ended. And then it was like, oh, hi. Okay. Yeah. How are you? Nice to
1: see you. Yeah. (laughs) Should we do some yoga?
2: (laughs) Oh, it was funny. Maybe not. Sounds like a
1: perfect day, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, it was good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> is them um, is that something I suppose yeah you say like this is a gospel song and, and you're not hugely religious in that sense I have a, a huge faith yeah. but actually there's something about that music that Amen. even if yeah. you you know you walk into a modern day church and and there's uh, a choir a gospel choir singing it is it for me it just makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck like it, it just totally. gives you yeah it's this kind of positive feeling and you don't need to necessarily believe every word but you take from it this kind of Uh, really empowering feeling which I love I think gospel Mm. does that you know there's these traditional spiritual songs as well I'm sure you must have sung you know I don't know Mm. amazing grace or something like that and they're such
2: it's such great music isn't it such great music and I, I do think it's a funny thing because I always go back to it and even though I can logic myself out of being part of a religious thing because I think I do logic a little bit too much sometimes. We analyze sometimes too much and we don't allow ourselves to be part of something that is magical or something that is kind of not tangible. Yeah, otherworldly Um, and higher than ourselves, I guess. We go, no, no, I need proof. I need data. Come on. You know, and I think that we miss out in a way. You know, I went to a funeral um, a little while back um, for... My mentor, lovely Betty Wright, she was, oh, amazing woman. And um, she was super, super religious. And I remember singing actually at her son's funeral and it was so, oh, it was so sad, but I felt like I was the saddest person there because I don't have that belief, which I wish I had, but I don't have the belief that we're definitely going on to a better place. I don't know that. There's a question in my mind over that and when we went to this funeral it was I mean the celebration really was there it's not just like we've come here today to celebrate the life of Betty Wright. it wasn't like that it was people were like they were smiling and hugging and you know, singing these amazing songs and wearing the most glittery, glamorous clothing. And they were saying, this is her homecoming. Really? This is Yeah, it was a great way to look at death. Yeah. And I just so sure of that
1: kind of peace that was coming her way. So it's wonderful. And I agree Mm. with you. I think, you know, if you don't have that, I can, I can totally understand as well why you kind Mm. of look at some situations and think it must be very calming to your soul to know that, you know, and to have that sort of undivided trust in what will happen. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And I, and, and thank you for introducing me to that song as well, because it's, it's such a good song. And it's something, actually, this, this is something I wanted to ask you. Do you, I feel like you listen to music out loud a lot, like not so much in headphones. Is that, do you consciously do that?
2: That's true. Yeah. I do listen to music out loud a lot. That's true. I feel like if it's on, ah, that's the thing. I feel like if it's on, it's on. I don't, I don't really love it when it's going on in the background. Mm -hmm. Because if someone is uh, if I'm talking to someone, I'm talking to them like I'm in 100 percent. So if a song comes on that I love that's in the background, my ear gets pulled. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm I know like, exactly oh. what you mean. Yeah, I feel so embarrassed about that. But I'm glad it's happened to you too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You
1: stop focusing on what someone's saying. My husband says it to yeah. me all the time. He's like, You're not listening to me, are you? I was like, Oh, there's just a song, there's a <sighs> note there. I just yeah. I really need to listen to
2: it. It's so bad, isn't it? It pulls you away. But then it's
1: great in a way as well, because that's why we all love music, because we allow ourselves to have an emotion with a song and it takes us to another place. It allows us to forget what's going on, you know, in front of us and around us. And and we all need that, I think, especially at the moment.
2: Oh, definitely.
1: It It is a healer
2: for sure. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And so tell me, this is your the last song choice here. This is a song that's always been with you. Now, am I saying this right? Vaya con Dios? Is
2: Vaya that, con Dios, yeah.
1: Okay, cool. Tell me about her. Tell me about the band. Tell me about this song. Like, it okay. sounds like, yeah, this is so cool, this song. And
2: again, something that I wasn't familiar <laughs> with. And what a voice as well. Isn't it wicked? I love it. I love how it just bounces along there. Um, so her voice is great, Vaya con Dios. Um, I don't know if many people really know of her well not in my circle apart from my family but I guess my mum went on holiday when we were kids so we were we were still living in Dover so I must have been like five maybe six I don't know and mum and dad went off on holiday and she found this this actually was a cassette at the time and it was her album um but she's not Turkish, so I don't know why that there's there's a link there. But anyway, so she found it on holiday and she brought it back, and that it would. I mean, she just played it constantly, every single day, all the time, in the car, in the kitchen. And so we know every word to to the entire album, and um, this song, na 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 na, Lulu, na 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 na. <laughs> <laughs> na, na na That's my sister. She's Amazing. Just come in. <laughs> so we all love it. She's dancing now in the kitchen to her own music inside of her head inside her head, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's um, there's just lots of lovely stories in her songs and and I just I really love it, it just reminds me of my mum, oh, I'm glad that we had one from dad and one from Mum there. I didn't realize I did that. Yeah, it's
1: nice. And I, nice. I think it, it, it I have really strong memories as well. Like you say, when you're sort of driving along in the car, and there's the same CD or tape on, you know, consistently, and you're like, I know exactly what songs coming next. I know yep. what songs come before I know all the words, but same. I think they they make up some really strong memories from your childhood, I think. And it's, it's nice that you have that I'm sure with your family, because when you you come together again, you know, that's something that brings you together, isn't it?
2: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's nostalgic. It's lovely. Gives you a good feeling. Yeah. yeah, good All right, let's have a
1: little listen to it and we'll talk a bit more. This is Nay Nana na, it's via Condios.
2: Sue came in a in silk saran. She wants to cross out to play that song. I mean Nay. Are you doing air guitar? <laughs> yeah. You know you love a song when you sing along to the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and you know yeah. every
1: single every single
2: note that's being played as well. Yep. I exactly. Love that. Oh, it's brilliant. It does bring back memories. It's great. So and I think we're, we're still making memories on these songs because we're still playing them. Exactly,
1: right. exactly. That's the great thing. I think um, yeah. that song, Nay that was released in 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, they they disbanded in 2014. And I think she still sings and performs a lot. <sighs> but I think she has kind of this ever changing lineup of other musicians around oh. her. So she obviously mm-hmm. loved that, you know, loved that performing life. And you can see that as well, if anyone gets a chance to watch the video, you know, she just yeah. kind of, is she dances exactly how the song, you know, you would dance to that kind of music. And it's so free- free and beautiful to watch um and I think you know is that something that's important to you because obviously through your life you came into the music industry at such a young age and Mm. I I know you know you are so independently strong with your own creativity so is that something that's really important to you now looking back that the visuals go really well with the sound or is it is it the sound that's the most important thing
2: Mm, it depends what kind of tip I'm on at the time really sometimes I get really like focused in on something and I want it to be exactly this thing and it's because it happened in my brain and I wanted it out of my brain onto the computer so people could hear it and I want it to be true to that Um, but that's actually kind of tiring so I've made albums like that where I've been every single tiny note every single piece of artwork every video anything that is surrounding that one piece of art it needs to be the thing that happened in my brain when I was asleep last night. You know, um, I have been like that, and uh, it is just tiring. You know, <laughs> it really is. It takes the fun out of it, to be honest. It's it's like you make amazing art, but you'd make amazing art anyway if you were to just go into a studio with wonderful musicians and enjoy what they come up with. Be c- collaborative. Um, which is kind of where I'm at now. I feel very like, ah, I just want to hear what everyone else wants to play now and then sing along with that and be like, oh, that's beautiful. So that was the moment. And it's a more enjoyable moment. And I think for people listening, they're not just getting me, but they may just want me. I don't know. But for those people, that might not be the album that they like, but they're getting all these different minds and thoughts and, and feelings And I think that's kind of beautiful. I think that's what music is about. It's about the collaboration for me and the freedom of that. It's like, ah, it's fun for everyone then. It's not stressful at all.
1: I love that. I love that. And I think at the moment, again, we, you know, we've talked a lot about how, you know, we all want to feel like we are together because we can't really be together or how we've known together to be over the past, you know, however many years. And I think that's Mm. such a lovely way of showing people that that still exists in some way through the music. And I suppose also, you know, the other question that comes into my mind, hearing you say that is when you, when you finish something like any artist, um, when you put that out there, do you feel like a sense of relief or do you feel like a sense of Mm -hmm. nervousness? What, what do you feel when, you know, something's
2: finished and you go, there you go. I do. I feel it is relief. And I, I never listen to it again, really not until I'm rehearsing. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny when I'm making it, I'll listen to it every day and I'll be like, right, that's not right. We've got to get that right. We've got to do this and a thousand different notes. And I've got, you know, boards on the wall with different, things I need to tick off and jobs to do and then when the job's done the job's done and then I hope people like it and then I move on and I come up with another idea and then by the time I get to rehearsals with the band I can't remember anything so I had this one go go again and listen to it again yeah it's quite mad really but I'm I'm definitely an in the moment type of chick how about yourself
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm very similar in the sense that when I'm in it, it, I feel like it's never ending and I can't figure out what it is. And then when it's, it's finished and you're, I don't think you're ever Mm. perfectly happy with something in any walk of life. You can't, you know, (laughs) especially if you're a perfectionist in any way, but I think once it's out there, yeah, I'm the same. I'm like, okay, done now on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, Just gotta let it go. Exactly. Gotta let it go. Um, so now, towards the end of the podcast, I make a suggestion of a piece of music for you oh, to nice. listen to. So yes, this please. is, yeah, this is hopefully something that you haven't heard of before, but if you have, hopefully it's something you like as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I, I found it really Uh, there was basically a song that came into my head right at the start even before I'd seen your song choices and I don't know why I just thought that it's such a beautiful piece of music it's one of my favorites it's very uh, brings together a lot of different genres into one song um, and really really unique instruments as well so the the group are called Submotion Orchestra and they're um, a seven-piece band formed in 2009 and there's kind of ambient electronica in there but there's nice. more than that this beautiful female vocal and I feel like that's come across through all of your music um which doesn't surprise me in a way but also it's great I think to celebrate those wonderful female vocals so this Absolutely. song's called all yours yeah let's have a little listen to it and right. you can be totally honest with me and tell me if you hate it or you love it
2: <laughs> okay you give to me body and soul The cracks in the wall. So we have no time, times all we need. You don't mean nobody else, and I know that you're so burly. You never go when I call. Oh, nice! <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, I love that. Submotion Orchestra.
1: Yeah, it's kind of that's very trippy. I like it. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of and there are if you carry on listening, to, there's sort of these beautiful brass instruments that come in and these harmonies that are just really wacky and wonderful. Um and yeah, it's hopefully something a mm. bit different, but I hope that's a song that you might enjoy listening that's to. That's lush.
2: I'm going to listen to it. Do you ever listen to FKA twigs? Yes, yeah, absolutely love <gasps> her. There's that one little song that oh it's so good but I've only I do not think I found it on a on a like album it's just I found it on YouTube they're Um, always the best ones (laughs) yeah and there's a video of her and her you know it's all kind of a bit mad and her eyes get really big and she looks really sad and then a tear drops down and she's saying um she says he won't make love to me now not now, I've said the fee. It's the saddest song, and wow. then she says, "He says, um, what does he say? He says, um, he told me I was so small, so I told him water me." Oh, it's the saddest. Oh my God, those lyrics sweet. are incredible. It's, yeah. So I don't know why this music reminded me of that, I guess because it's kind of in the trippy world.
1: Yeah, and also um, I think there's vulnerability in the vocal as well, yeah. which I think when you're in that sort of frame of mind and that mood, I love. Um, mm. and I think it's beautiful to listen to. but I mean Joss you're an absolute legend it's been so lovely to talk to you and I would also say to anyone listening to listen to your podcast a cup of happy because it's it's really great the people you're talking to are so interesting and you know the things that you guys the conversations you're having are so great especially at the moment so thank you so so much
2: oh thank you thanks for having me lovely it's been great I really hope you've
1: enjoyed today's podcast and I'd love to hear about your favorite piece of music. So make sure you pop a comment on Apple reviews with your song choice and the story behind it. I'm going to be reading out some of your stories in an upcoming minisode. Also, we've now put our guest song choices in the show notes. So if you want to hear any of their songs again, you can find them there. Thanks so much, guys, and see you next time.